0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton and I'm so happy that you are here to hang out with me for a little bit today because we are talking about food and results. We're putting the mindset stuff on the back burner, we're putting the science stuff on the back burner, and we are focusing on what you eat and the results you get. I get emails every single day from people who feel stuck or frustrated, or confused. A lot of people, when they decide, okay, yeah, so diets don't work for me, and I don't want to employ short-term strategies and only work my butt off for short-term results, I don't want to do that, but then they don't know how to eat. The only way that they know to eat for results is according to somebody else's prescription, somebody else's food list, or meal plan, or set of rules, and without that, They feel kind of lost. Is this it? Is this right? Am I doing it right? They aren't sure if what they are eating is right for results or not. And what's really interesting to me, and I think this isn't just the select few that email me, but I think it's really all of us that are listening right now. When I suggest changes so that they can accelerate their results, make faster progress, I'm not telling them anything they don't know they know they just aren't doing it yet. It's not new information. They've just yet to implement it. What that means is, and this is probably true for you too, we hear strategies and then we often dismiss them because we know them, more interested in information than in implementation. When you hear something, it's not, Is this new, absorb it. Is this not new, dismiss it. It's what will I do with this information, right? And there's obviously a huge mindset component to this, and we've done dozens and dozens of episodes on that. But today we're talking about the tactical food strategies, the changes that we need to build consistency with. We don't just need to be aware of these strategies, right? We want to get results with them. We want to improve our body composition. So as you listen today, I don't want you listening from the standpoint of collecting information because I'll be honest, I'm probably not going to say much that you haven't heard before, but here's what I want to be different about today. I want you listening not for the sake of absorbing information, but for the purpose of implementation I want you to hear these strategies, these changes you can make to accelerate your results, but then I want you to take it a step further. Use this information to gauge your implementation, your consistent implementation. I want you to take these strategies and then compare them against your pattern of behavior. Notice I'm not saying your behavior, I'm saying your pattern of behavior. Not what you do every once in a while, right? Not what you know to do but don't consistently execute. Evaluate these strategies against what you do most often. Of the strategies I'll talk about today, which of them are a habit for you? And when you find one that is not yet a habit, decide on how you will implement it. Go beyond thinking and absorbing with this episode. Maybe even give yourself a grade based on your consistency of implementation and then identify what you can do to improve that grade and build consistency for the sake of your results. There are no points earned for knowing, none, doesn't move the needle to know what to do. Knowing doesn't get you results, doing does, consistency does, establishing habits and an unshakable foundation does. So as you listen, I want you to ask yourself these questions, don't, and I say this all the time, but like, don't just smile and nod. This is not about collecting information, it's about measuring and improving your implementation. Am I doing this? Am I consistently doing this? Is there room for improvement? What changes can I make to be more consistent with this strategy? So the first food change that I recommend people make to improve their results, to accelerate their progress, is to ensure that you are balancing your blood sugar, especially at the start of the day. In episode seven of the podcast, way back a trillion years ago, I talked about why we want to avoid spiking our blood sugar at breakfast. And if you've been listening for a while, you understand how critically important it is that we control our blood sugar, critically important, not just for fat loss, but for energy, for hunger, for cravings, and and very much so for fat loss. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to episode seven and or episode 122 and then really ask yourself, how consistent am I with this? Not, is this something I know and understand? Bravo. There's no points for knowing. How consistently am I executing this in my choices? And is there room for improvement? Is this an unshakable habit? Breakfast isn't the most important meal of the day because, you know, we need to start the day with food to jumpstart our metabolism, but it is critically important because it sets the stage for whether or not your body will be able to burn fat throughout the rest of the day. It determines whether you'll be perpetually hungry throughout the day or if you'll be satisfied. It determines if you'll struggle with cravings in that day or not, if you'll have lasting energy or not. Balancing your blood sugar in the morning. Is absolutely critical. And I know, especially for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know, but how consistent are you? Do you have room for improvement? Are you justifying maybe whole food carbohydrates like oats or fruit because they're healthy, even though you aren't getting the results that you want? Now, I've gone through the how in Q&A 6 of the podcast as well as episode 115 and in much 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 detail in my carb strategies for fat loss e-course and I'll link all of those up over in the show notes at primalpotential.com but a huge part huge part of making sure you don't hop on the hot mess express blood sugar roller coaster in the morning is about staying away from processed foods in the morning. Making sure you're not starting your day with things like juice and bagels and muffins and pancakes. And there are many of you listening going, oh yeah, 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 I don't do that. But maybe you have whole grain breads or you have oats or even fruit. The more you can control and maintain your blood sugar in the morning, the better your fat loss results will be. The fewer cravings you'll have, the less hunger you'll have. So you have to ask yourself, not, do I know this? Am I doing okay? Am I doing something that's slightly better than I was? How consistent am I? Is there room for improvement? And what am I going to do to build a foundation of those improvements? And if you're wondering, so then what do I eat for breakfast? Check out Q&A 6 of this podcast or episode 115 or the Carb Strategies e-course. And remember, it doesn't matter if you know all this. What matters is whether or not you're consistently implementing it, if there's room for improvement, what that improvement looks like for you, and what you're going to do about it. The second food change that you can make for better results, more results, more consistent results, is stopping the sweets. And I'm not just talking about sugary sweets in terms of cookies and cakes and things like that. No. The more sweet anything you eat, the more sweet you crave. The more sweetness you introduce to your palate, the more sweet you desire. It's not even about where that sweetness comes from. It's about your body wants what you give it. Your body gets used to and adapts to what you give it. I get so many emails from people who feel like their cravings are totally out of control. It is a learned response. So if you feel like you're struggling with cravings, or if you look at what you're doing and you see you're introducing sweet things multiple times in the day, take a hiatus, right? When people ask me, what's the best response? What's the best thing to eat when I have a sugar craving? My my response is no response at all. And I've said this before, I'll say it again, Because today isn't about learning something new, but looking for opportunities to implement something you haven't yet, something maybe you know, but you haven't acted on. If a toddler throws a temper tantrum because they want your iPad and you respond every time by giving them the iPad, well, they've learned that it works so they will keep doing it because it's an effective strategy. So if you give in, if you find something sweet every single time you crave something sweet, the desire will stay because it's working. So the challenge is to practice saying, no, no, I don't want to reinforce this pattern, so I must break it. Do it once, then do it again. And then practice, consistent practice will make it easier. If this is where you're struggling In turning to sweet things, in having sweet cravings, in consuming multiple things each day that are sweet on your palate, take a hiatus. You get to determine how long. Maybe it's for a night. Maybe it's for a day. Maybe it's for a week. But remind yourself that the more sweet you eat, the more sweet you crave. So many of my clients turn to things like dark chocolate or protein bars and they're still battling cravings. It's sweet. And to your mind, sweet is sweet is sweet. Whether it's diet drinks or gum or fruit or chocolate or alcohol, if you aren't seeing the results you want, and if you feel burdened by cravings, dial back the sweets in any and all forms. You will find that with consistency, the desire for sweets will dramatically drop off. Dramatically. Another change that you can make, and remember... You don't have to do all of these. Pick one that you're just not implementing yet. Pick one that you're not implementing yet. And instead of saying, I know that, ask, am I doing that? And am I doing it consistently? The next one is to dial back dairy. Lots of times when people begin to clean up their diets and cut out the processed foods and they're not getting results, they are way over-consuming dairy, and for detailed thoughts on the pros and cons of dairy and how it can impair fat loss, and the the best dairy choices and the not so great dairy choices, check out episodes twenty five and or one twenty eight. I will link those up in the show notes. I'm not anti dairy at all, but there's no doubt that eating too much cheese or too much yogurt or too many milk based products can absolutely slow your results and Create hormonal imbalances that just make fat burning more difficult. Do you know how much dairy you're eating? Instead of just saying, oh, yeah, maybe that's me, no, look at what you're eating and say, how much dairy am I eating? Cream in my coffee, cheese with my eggs, cheese on my salads, yogurt as a snack, yogurt as dessert. If this is somewhere where you see, oh yeah, I can see that that's really kind of more than once or twice a day, and I'm not getting the results that I want, or I want to get more results, cut your dairy intake in half. See how you feel. My guess is that you'll be less bloated, you'll have more energy, you'll sleep better, and you'll accelerate your fat loss. We have to remember, and I go into this again on episodes 25 and 128, but the purpose of dairy, the purpose of milk is to deliver hormones and antibodies and other nutrients for the purpose of accelerating the growth of baby animals. And we humans are the only mammal that consumes the milk of another mammal. That doesn't mean I'm saying cut it out, but I am saying be mindful. If you have cut out processed foods and you feel like, oh, well, it's a healthy thing. Well, Nothing over-consumed is healthy, right? There's nothing that when we consume too much of it is healthy. There's nothing that there isn't a limit of, a point at which it's no longer helping you and might be hurting you. So know how much dairy you're eating and then say, can I make an improvement here? What does that look like? And then implement it, practice it, build it as a habit, The next one, the next food change that you can make to accelerate your results is to limit anything with a label. How much awareness do you have of this in your choices? How many things are you eating or drinking that have a food label? You know, like nutrition facts. Do an inventory and then reduce that number. Make it concrete. Again, guys, there's so much more power... In putting things down on paper than just like, oh yeah, I have this vague notion that maybe I could make this improvement. And then you walk into work and you forget about this conversation that we had. No, no, no. Do an inventory. How many of the things you eat and drink, say over a week, have a label? Veggies don't usually have a label. Chicken thighs don't have a label. Broccoli doesn't have a label. Eat more things that don't have a label and eat fewer things that do have a label. I know you guys know this, if it comes in a box or a bag or a can or a package, but what are you doing about it? I want to know that you guys have a very clear sense of how much of what you eat has a label and how much doesn't, and then improve those numbers. Challenge yourself. Maybe 70% of the things you eat in a day come from something that has a label. Well, what can we do to get it to say to 50%? Maybe only... 40%, but what can we do to make it 20%? Know your numbers. Have true and honest awareness into what you are doing and how you can make an improvement. The last thing I want to talk about is snacking. There are two reasons that we snack. And one I'll kind of lump together as twofold thing, boredom or habit, We do it because we do it, because we're used to doing it, because there's nothing better to do. And the other reason that we snack is because our meals could be improved, because our meals aren't satisfying us for long enough, oftentimes because they're having too great of an impact on our blood sugar, and therefore that Hot Mess Express blood sugar roller coaster I talked about, it sets us up to not be satisfied for very long, to be really hungry more often. But either way... What can you do to reduce your snacking? By either improving your meals so that they satisfy you for longer, or by just being aware of that boredom or pattern of repetitious behavior in snacking. Am I hungry right now? Remember that no matter what you snack on, seriously, whether it's Twinkies or carrots, if your body doesn't need fuel, if you're not hungry, Your body doesn't burn it. It stores it. It doesn't matter what form it came in. So snacking when you aren't hungry so many times will justify a snack because it's a quote unquote healthy choice. Well, if your goal is fat loss, if your goal is improving your body composition, there is nothing that is aligned with that goal when consumed when you are not hungry. And I know that most of you know that, but what are you doing about it? How are you improving that pattern of behavior? How can you limit your snacks by either improving your meals, adding more non-starchy vegetables, adding more protein, incorporating a healthy fat so that they satisfy you for longer? Or how can you bring more mindfulness to your pattern of snacking behavior so that you're asking yourself, am I hungry? And reminding yourself, if I eat when I'm not hungry, no matter what it is that I choose, my body doesn't need it. It is going to store it. And that is the opposite of my goals. When you feel stuck, When you aren't sure if what you're doing is right or what you should change to get results, I want you to ask yourself, what are the basic things I know to do for results? What are the basic things? Whether it's paying attention to hunger, whether it's about controlling your blood sugar, what are the basics and where could I improve them? We give ourselves too much credit for what we know at the expense of being honest about what we do. Seriously guys, I really want you to let that sink in. We know all of these things and we give ourselves artificial credit based on what we know without really truly evaluating what we do consistently. We might look at the three or four days a week that are good strong days, but hello, what about the rest of the week? Instead of focusing on all the things you know to do, look honestly at what you are doing how your habits measure up to the basics of fat loss, controlling blood sugar, eating when you're hungry, staying away from foods with a label, right? Where can you improve? What can you do today to implement those improvements? Where and when are you eating when you're not hungry? What would be an improvement there? Write these questions down, and anytime you feel stuck or like you're not getting the results that you want, I want you to go back to them. This is so important. Remember, this is not about accumulating new information, but it's about not making it about external sources like a podcast or a blog or somebody else's opinion, and instead looking inward and saying, where am I dropping the ball on consistency, and what can I do today to build that up? I'm going to link to lots of resources over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. The two episodes I've done on a fat loss breakfast, Q&A 6 and then I think 115. Also, I've done an episode on lunch. I've done an episode on snacks, the carb strategies episode, carbs at night, carb timing, my very very detailed carb course that talks about cravings, that talks about artificial sweeteners, that talks about alcohol and fruit, and all of the nuances of the ways that we want to control blood sugar. I'll link that up as well. But more than anything, what I want you to walk away with is looking at where you can and will improve. The can is great. The will is what changes things. Remember, there are no points earned for knowing. When we accumulate information that doesn't move us forward, it's what we do with it that makes a difference. And for those of you who feel like, I know, but I just can't force myself to do the work, I'll also link up to Breaking Barriers, which is all about overcoming... Emotional eating and self-limiting beliefs, the things that stop us from taking action even when we know what to do. Because I know some of you are kind of right there, and I want to make sure I'm directing you to something that can get you over that hurdle as well. So let's wrap up with what I ate yesterday. And you know what? I'm going to kind of talk through what had a label and what didn't. In fact, as I sort of think about it, I don't think anything that I had yesterday a label well there might be an exception okay so i had coffee in the morning and then i had scrambled eggs with cilantro i'm pretty sure the carton of eggs has a label but that's not really what i mean by a label because um basically it's just going to tell you the nutrition facts of the egg it doesn't have other ingredients listed on it it's egg and just egg right so in the morning i had eggs with cilantro no labels there then i had macadamia nuts again just macadamia nuts not other ingredients added Um, had some bone broth from the farmer's market with chili powder. So I just mix up bone broth with some salt and some chili powder, heat it up and sip on it. Kind of like tea. It's really like soup, but I don't eat it with a spoon. I actually... I drink it out of a mug, but I use a glass straw because I'm weird like that. I just, I just, I just like bypassing my teeth because I'm weird about my teeth. But anyway, uh, and then dinner was spaghetti squash with ground beef and marinara. So the marinara came in a jar and there were other ingredients. So that is something that had a label on it, but that was pretty much the only thing in that day, just to give you an idea of what I mean. So hopefully, you guys are going to get busy looking at what you're doing and where and how you can improve your strategy and or your consistency, and we will be back with another episode before you know it, and until then, I hope to see you on maybe the Primal Potential Facebook page or over on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton over there where I share a lot of my my meals and some of my workouts and some of my motivational thoughts for the day. So either way, I will see you back here in just a couple days. Take care, guys. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend, or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.